Good morning, Florida Fun Podcasters. This is Josh. I'm glad that I'm here with you today. I'm glad that you're there with me as well. Today is Tuesday, June 15th, and I guess summer has officially started. This is kind of a welcome back episode, kind of welcoming us all back into the podcast together, one big happy podcast family. Like I said, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad I'm here. It has been a while since I've done anything broadcasted, so uh, it certainly has uh, been something that I've gotten out of practice, but uh, I've gotten some time and uh, have a little more um, routine, a little more uh, predictability to my schedule, and and I wanted to uh, talk to you guys this morning. So welcome back. Like I said, a couple things I want to talk to you about today. Uh, I'm going to hit four different topics, maybe five, I'm not sure. I'm going to talk about um, I am fully vaccinated. I don't know if you are or not, but I have recently uh, become fully vaccinated against COVID-19, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that and some fears and some myths that are going on um, affecting people here in Florida. Um, of course, any trip uh, to anywhere is not complete without a trip to Disney, and we went to the Disney Springs recently area of Disney. It uh, used to be called the Downtown Disney area. We hit the Rainforest Cafe, the World of Disney. I want to talk to you about all that. Also, in that same vein, uh, the security check areas for the Downtown Disney area. I want to let you know about that and how that works. It's in the garages. There are different checkpoints. Um, something a little off the run of the mill. Uh, we went to the, rain, the um, Crayola Experience, and we've been there a couple times with our kids. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about our experience there at the Creole experience and how you can enjoy that if you have little people. And lastly, I want to talk really briefly about the Marineland Dolphin Adventure. That was a place that I went. I had a chance to go and uh, talk to their historian and really sit back and enjoy the property. So let's get talking. Let's figure out what we need to do. Let's figure out how we feel about things. First, I want to talk to you about the vaccinations. Now, my vaccination, I'm fully vaccinated. I took the Moderna route because that was offered to my family. Uh, my wife is a healthcare provider, so she is uh, was first in line to get the vaccinations, and I'm very glad about that. Um, I was a little trepidatious uh, at first to to get the vaccine, um, but I have to admit, you know, it wasn't a fear that I was going to develop you know, three heads, or I was going to be radioactive, or I was going to not be able to go through airport security, or I wasn't going to be able to sleep. I had no fears about that, right? I have no fears about that at all. Um, I like to stay within reality, and I like to stay within things that are established medical fact, established scientific fact. I believe in law. I believe in order. I believe in science. I believe in math. And I like to stay within those areas. Um, the vaccine was given in two pieces, two parts. Uh, the first injection, um, I didn't feel anything, nothing. I, I had no side effects. I was a little sore, but I, I didn't feel anything. Um, the second one was, I want to say, 30 days, 25, 28 days apart, 29, something like that, 35 days apart, somewhere around there. It was, it was a pretty good jump between the two. And the second one was a little more, um, a little more of a reaction. I got pretty sick. Uh, my wife got pretty sick. Um, and we were both pretty sick for a couple of days. She got hers first, and I watched her and helped take care of her. And then I got mine second, and, and she watched me and helped take care of me. So, um, you know, the same things, like a really bad flu, you know, fevers, chills, body aches, um, really bad shaking, 
Um, but then, you know, you wake up, uh, our neighbors, uh, actually got it and, and, uh, my neighbor's husband, uh, felt really sick. And, you know, the only thing I told him was, look, you got to fight your way through it and you'll wake up, you know, one day, Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whatever it is. And you'll go, Oh, I feel, I feel so much better. I, I, I can't believe, you know, I was so sick. And now all of a sudden today it's, it's like someone turned the switch off. Like all of a sudden I don't, I'm not sick anymore and I don't feel sick and I feel like everything is fine. Why, why did I take the vaccine? Well, I didn't have to, there's no law says you have to. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things I love about being in America and being in, in Florida is, is the right to take the vaccine. Even if, even if everyone else in the state doesn't believe in it, and we have a lot of people in the Florida area right now that don't believe in the vaccine, and I know it doesn't make any sense to me, um, but they don't they don't believe in it for some reason or another. Um, but uh, I did, my wife did, my parents did, my aunt did, um, many members of my family have done it, and uh, we all we all live here in the state of Florida. And you know, I did it because I want that peace of mind that not only can I not get infected by the the uh, the coronavirus, and I believe I've already had it. Um, I had a chance to work one of the Super Bowls down in Miami, and this was before COVID really was a thing. This was January, February of 2020, and at that time, you know, there was rumors about it in certain circles, but if you weren't a part of that circle, you were never going to find out about it until later, and, you know, you go back now, and there was research that was done that said, you know, certain people got given advance warning back in January and February that this is going to be a very bad thing and that we have to do everything we can to prepare for it. And, you know, uh, however that works. Um, but I was fat, dumb and happy, uh, in Miami working, doing my job, uh, getting ready for the Super Bowl, And we were there for about two weeks and first week blew by, um, uh, second week, uh, we're getting ready for game day. Um, and a week, two weeks, week, a week, we we're there for a week. And, and on Saturday morning, uh, Friday morning, I had training to do at the stadium, uh, there in Miami down at pro player stadium. And I started feeling sick, kind of chills, kind of body aches. And you know, every once in a while you get it, you know, fever, flu, whatever. And like, Oh, I'm sure it'll be gone in a day or two. I'll be fine. And I instantly went to the pharmacy and got some medicine, and I kind of bluffed off on the training and said, you know, forget it. I got to go. I feel horrible. I'm going to go get some sleep, and I'll sleep this off, and I'll be fine by tomorrow morning. I was sick all Saturday. I was so sick, I had to call the front desk because it was just me and my roommate at the time. And uh, he was off doing his job. He was busy, and I was stuck in the hotel by myself for hours being sick. And no one to take care of me. Not that I normally need that kind of thing, but when you're so sick, it is nice to have someone that can get you some water or get you some more medicine or, you know, turn the AC up or down or find the remote control for you or whatever it is. Um, I was dizzy. I was nauseated. Uh, you know, my vision was bad. My hearing was bad. And uh, I'm, I'm sure I had COVID. Um, I don't feel like I have too many lasting effects. Uh, my hearing was affected. My vision was affected. Um, but a, a lot of that has gone away and, and I have been seeing uh, a couple of doctors to try and work my way through those. Uh, and I, I feel like I, I feel a whole lot better. 
So I think that I had COVID, and the rumors are now that if you've had COVID or you're young or you have a really strong immune system, that when you get that second vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, you get that second vaccine, it's going to have a really strong adverse um, effect on your body. You're going to get very sick, and it lasts a couple of days, which it did. You know, me and my wife and uh, our our, um, our neighbor on the other side, uh, we all got pretty sick. And then the next thing you know, we're, we're fine. So how about you? How about you out there listening? Did did you get the vaccine? Are you vaccinated? If you are, I'd love to know why. And if you're not, I'd love to know why as well. Um, not that I'm turning this into a political discussion, because I certainly could. Um, but not that I'm turning into a political discussion, but I just kind of want to know the reason. You know, what what is it? What is it that made you want to get the vaccine? What is it that is preventing you from getting the vaccine? Because I, I work on one side of town and I live on the other side of town. And my drive to and from work takes me a long way. And I pass at least two large distribution areas where you could go get the vaccine for free. No point necessary. Just walk in. They can give you your vaccine. You're fully vaccinated. You can go. In fact, since I've been at my job, um, I've had one person who has gotten vaccinated, felt kind of rotten for a day or two and came back. And now he's doing a whole lot better, too. And uh, his parents have it. And I think his girl, his sister, somewhere like had had gotten the vaccine as well. So um, so I'm wondering about you. Um, did you have uh, COVID? Did you have anyone affected by COVID? I'm sure we all did. Um, like I said, I'm, I would never went to a doctor. This was back in February. But this was before the big COVID outbreak hit. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I had COVID. I'm pretty sure I was affected by COVID. And um, so I'm pretty much I'm, I'm sure all of us know someone or have been exposed to someone who who was uh, affected by COVID or was sick by COVID or, God forbid, someone who died from COVID. And if that's you, you know, my heart goes out to you. Um, there was a lot of Americans and people around the world uh, and a lot of Floridians who died from COVID and and in my opinion, um, needlessly. And, uh, you know, things should have been handled differently. Things should definitely have been handled in a way that made Americans and Floridians specifically, because I'm dealing with everything Florida, right? But I'm still an American citizen. And I'm dealing with everything that's going on here in Florida. But, you know, we should have handled things better. Things that are going to keep us safer here in the state of Florida. And, you know, we didn't. And I feel like there was a huge... Um, a huge chance to do it right, and 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 the ball got dropped. And so, uh, you know, have you gotten the vaccine? If you haven't gotten the vaccine, why? And if you have, you know, tell me why. Were you sick? Were you okay? Now, I'll tell you this: my parents and my aunt are uh, older. You know, they're they're obviously older than me. It's hard to be older than your parents. Uh, that's biologically not possible. Um, and they didn't really get sick. They had the two-shot Moderna, just like my, my wife and I did, uh, our neighbor. And I don't remember them saying anything, maybe a headache here and there. And that's pretty much it. So from what I understand, if your immune system is stronger or you're young or you've been affected by COVID, that you do get the reaction. But if you're a little bit older, maybe your immune system's a little bit weaker, maybe you haven't had COVID, that your body doesn't know what it is yet, that, that your immune system um, doesn't react as violently uh, to the vaccine as, as, as mine did or my wife or my neighbor did. So um, just wondering about that, how everyone is doing. And how are you guys doing? I know it's been a long time since we've talked here on the Florida Fun podcast. 
and I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to have you get a hold of me. I'm going to stop right now, and I'm going to tell you how to get a hold of me, right? Ready? Okay, so to drop me an email, go to floridafunpodcast at gmail.com. To hit me up on Twitter, it is at floridafun6 on Twitter. Or you can always hit me up on Instagram, send me a message. I am at Florida Fun Podcast on Instagram. And if you're listening, this is now being broadcast on Podbean. Podbean has been my new uh, carrier for the podcast. It does allow me to have a lot more freedom and a lot more flexibility than I did with Anchor. Um, I still love Anchor. Anchor is still a great thing. Anchor does lots of distribution for you. Um, but uh, I have found that I like po- uh, Podbean a little bit better because that allows me to kind of just talk to you guys. I don't have to stop every once in a while and put a commercial in or stop every once in a while and take a break. And uh, I do like this format a whole lot better. So I'm going to talk to you about something else here. We're going to change the subject dramatically. My wife and I have done a little traveling lately with us, just the two of us, with the kids. Uh, we've been up and down the state a few times, um, especially since the whole COVID thing, right? So um, we have family. Uh, obviously, you know, most people have family and, uh, we've been up and down the state. We've been to Orlando, been to Daytona. Um, my kids are currently, uh, out of town as well. My wife and kids are out of town as well. They're even farther downstate, uh, down towards the, um, uh, Lakeland area. And, uh, so it's, we're, we're definitely trying to check out the state. We've been to Gainesville. Uh, we've been to the Springs in Gainesville. We've been up and down the state quite a bit. Um, our last trip was for my wife and I. We went together down to Orlando. We had a really nice hotel, um, big, quiet, um, really nice view of kind of the backside of like Palm Parkway right there next to the uh, entrance to Disney right off Palm and the International Drive area, kind of South International Drive or North International Drive and uh, Central Florida Parkway. So we enjoyed that, and so anytime you're in Orlando, for us, is a chance to go to Disney in some way, shape, or form. Um, we did go down to the Disney Springs area. We did some shopping, and we had some food, which is always a nice thing to do, because, you know, God bless the Disney Springs area. If you're looking for something down there and you can't find it, it doesn't exist. Uh, kind of like the line out of the Star Wars movie, the reason you're not looking, the reason you don't find the planet, uh, Jedi Master, is because it doesn't exist. You know, not that it's been erased from the system, but it doesn't exist. Um, so, uh, that is definitely something that when we go down there, you can go clothes shopping, you can buy a watch, you can get your, uh, your, your sweets, cookies, uh, vegan baked goods, you can have dinner, there's, there's Chef Morimoto's is in, in the Disney Springs area. Rainforest Cafe, T-Rex, you can take a water uh, taxi back and forth. Um, there's all kinds, there's, there's a Lego store, there's the World of Disney, which is the, is the huge Disney-related shopping area, and uh, just so much more to do, so much more to do. House of Blues is down there, uh, Cirque du Soleil has now come back, and they have a new show. Um, so if you were looking to go to Lanuba, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Lanuba is no longer being played or being performed. Um, but the cast of Cirque du Soleil in Disney Springs has come up with something else. Um, so just so much to see and do, right? So it constantly keeps changing. It's updating. It's becoming better, bigger, um, bunch of parking garages down there. Um, so a couple things I want to talk to you about about that is, A, when you go through the parking garage, there's the only place for you to do it. You can't park at Disney Springs anymore. You can't just park and walk up. 
And I think that's smart because it cuts back on the security threats that could possibly be there. Now, not that I'm a police officer. I don't work for the government. I have nothing to say about security. But if you have everyone in one place and you send them all through one checkpoint, the chances of catching something is much higher and keeping people safe is much higher as well. Um, during the COVID protocol, during the, the lockdown, the shutdown, um, that was where everything was shut down. And when everything started to open back up, you would walk through and they would take your temperature there, make sure you had a mask on. Um, they would make sure that, you know, if you had a fever, you were kept to the side or sent back home. Uh, there were paramedics there. There were volunteers taking people's temperatures. I'm pretty sure they were volunteers. They might be nurses. I don't know. Sorry. Um, but now things have kind of relaxed a little bit, right? It's June 15th of 2021 and things have started to relax a little bit. And the thing that I like about it now is that it feels very comfortable. It feels very safe. You know, yeah, you have to go up or down on the escalators to begin with or the elevator to begin with. You have to go out through a certain floor, through a certain opening. But I'll tell you, once you get through all there, you know, they've done their bag checks. They've done their wanding. They've done, you know, temperature screens of when, when they did that. They've, they've checked for people who were sick when they've done all that. You still have to wear a mask in the Disney area. So that's one thing I want to let you know as well is that when you go down to Disney – Disney has relaxed their policies uh, on the COVID uh, protocols a little bit. Okay, we're not talking everything is completely over and done. You get to just run buck wild wherever you want to. That's not what I'm saying. If you are outside at Disney Springs or in one of the theme parks or in a water park or wherever it is, you no longer have to wear a mask. Okay, you never have to wear a mask in the water. So don't that that's that's not we're not going to talk about that. If you go inside a ride, which is inside a building. If you go inside a queue or a restaurant or a shop or you're inside an attraction that's inside a building, you have to wear a mask. Okay? Not that it's an option. Not that you can choose to. Not that if you feel like it, but you have to wear a mask. Disney is still doing a great job protecting their guests. And we went to SeaWorld. They did a great job as well. So I know that they're following a lot of the same protocols. Um. So that was really neat to be able to walk. It was a very uncomfortable feeling at first because I'm sure like you guys, right? I, I walked around for a solid year wearing a mask to everything, to the grocery store. I have to wear a mask all day long at my job at work, right? I don't work in a hospital. I work in a restaurant. Um, but to be able to wear a mask all day long, to have to wear a mask all day long to protect others, protect yourself and the fear that, you know, what if I get sick? What am I going to do before I was vaccinated? You know, I don't want to give this to my kids and I don't want to give this to my parents and the threat of it possibly spreading. And and then all of a sudden Disney says, hey, hey, guess what? If you're fully vaccinated. Right. If you're fully vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask outside, according to the CDC regulations. And that's not just Disney. That, that's anywhere. You no longer have to wear a mask outside. But Disney has gone a step farther and said, you will or you must or you shall Wear a mask inside buildings or inside a queue line inside a building or anywhere that you're going to be close together with somebody without open circulated air. Like if you're inside the world of Disney, you have to wear a mask. If you're inside, um, you know, Rainforest Cafe and you're shopping, you have to wear a mask. If you're inside the House of Blues, you have to wear a mask. If you're outside, you're sitting on a patio or you're eating, uh, you know, a fresco outside, maybe by the water. That's one thing. You don't have to wear a mask outside. If you're walking from one area of Disney Springs to another, you're going to walk from the, the, the world of Disney to the Ghirardelli chocolate shop, you don't have to wear a mask. Now, there are people that do, and that's their choice, right? 
But for my wife and I, it was a strange feeling at first, especially for me, to not wear a mask. But I got used to it very quickly. And now I kind of really enjoy it. You know, walking into work, walking out of work, um, being in the open air and breathing the fresh air again is kind of, kind of I remember what this was all like. You know, I remember what this was all like before the pandemic went down and before all this global strangeness happened. And uh, so while you're there, you can you can do that as well. But Disney Springs was great. We uh, also had a chance to ride on the Skyliner, which I love. I would say my two biggest thrills, and this is going to be something that I'm going to ask you guys to respond to as well out there. When I go to Disney, the two biggest things I want to do, and my wife will tell you this right now, is ride the Skyliner, which is, for me, just great fun. I could ride it all day long. And when we rode it last time, the last our last trip there, the wind was blowing I don't want to say hurricane force, but it was it was strong, pretty strong gusts, and the skyline would rock back and forth from side to side, and it kind of gave you the feeling you were on a boat and you were being suspended, you know, forty feet in the air by a cable and nothing else. And it was a little uncomfortable at first, but you know, we rode all around. We rode from the Hollywood Studios all the way to Epcot, Epcot all the way down to the boardwalk uh, to. Uh, to uh, Caribbean Beach, all the way around to Art of Disney's animation. and um, So nothing happened. It was very, very safe. Um, it was a little uncomfortable at first. It's a different feeling than, say, being on the monorail, which feels very secure, feels like you're maybe riding in a bus. But it was, it was a little different. And it was a little strange being that high in the air and not being able to touch the ground and having the car move back and forth. And having it sway and being a little uncomfortable. But, you know, when the wind calmed down, it goes right back to being the very, very cool experience that it is. Um, My number two super thrill, and you guys are going to laugh at this, and I do all the time, and I don't know why, but I love the people mover. And I want to know how you guys feel, right? The Wedway people mover over at the Magic Kingdom. I have to go on that. I just have to go on the people mover every single time. And my wife rolls her eyes. And my nine-year-old daughter rolls her eyes. And my son, he's seven. He's starting to roll his eyes. But I love the people mover. I love going on it. I love zipping around through the rides. I love going around behind the Carousel of Progress. I love going through Space Mountain. I love seeing Cinderella Castle in the foreground. It's even more fun at night when it's dark. You can see all the lights. You can see everybody walking around. And it's just a great thrill for me. It's just something that I really enjoy doing. It's something that I really enjoy being involved in is, is the Wedway People Mover. And I want to know, for you guys, what are your top three fun, super fun, thrill ride experiences? And you notice mine are not Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or Space Mountain or, you know, Everest. Although I do like those. I'm I'm a big fan of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I'm a big fan of Everest, although it makes me scream like a five-year-old girl every time I'm on it. And that's to be mild and blunt about it. Um... But I love it, and I think it's great, and I think it's fun, and I I want to know how you guys feel. So like I said, drop me the email, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Instagram, and uh, and let me know how you feel about those as well. I've had a couple other experiences. Um, my family and I also went to the – and my kids love this place. And if you've been to Central Florida – and you've been to the Florida Mall. Kind of a, a couple steps. Like I said, I'm not always going to talk about the big attractions here. Now, I do talk about Disney and SeaWorld a lot. I got that. I know you've heard me say that, and right? I got that. 
But I'm going to talk about the not-so-heavily-traveled, some more off-the-beaten-path kind of things. And I'll tell you, one that we found, my kids kind of stumbled upon, and they love it. And I have to admit, being there is kind of a fun experience. It's kind of a place where you can bond with your kids. And it doesn't really take a lot of energy, right? They do all the work. They're the ones that run around. They're the ones that enjoy the whole attraction. And they can go from place to place. It's a big, fun place to go around. If you haven't been to the Crayola Experience, Crayola like crayons, right? The Crayola Experience, you got to go with your kids, I want to say my wife and I got annual passes. I think they're like $35 or $40 for a whole year. It is dirt cheap. And you go in and they give you a bag, a plastic bag, and it has a whole bunch of crayons inside there and a couple of coins. Then you go upstairs and you realize what the coins are for. You can either make your own crayon or have your own name, name your own color. Like say you want um, a blue one. And let's say you want Skyrider Blue. And you put that on the label. When it prints off, it'll print off Skyrider Blue on your crayons. You can name your own crayon. Super cool. They have modeling clay made by Crayola. You can buy your own modeling clay. You can bring that home. My kids love the modeling clay. Um, if you are an annual pass holder, like my wife and I are and my kids are, you can get these things called scribble scrubbies. And I don't know if you've heard about them or not, but they are um, like these little figures. They're animals, you know, cobras and dogs and cats and snakes and birds and horses and that kind of thing that allow you, the kids themselves, to write on them with these kind of specialized markers. And then you put it underwater, and you can scrub everything back off, and it goes right back to being white. So hats off to Crayola for such a fun place. There's an area with raised little areas where you can do rubbings, where you can put rubbings on a piece of paper just using the side of a crayon. Um, There was a show for a while, which I'm sure will come back, um, where they taught you about how crayons were made, the distribution of Crayola crayons, how many are made each year, where they started from. There's pictures on the wall. There's a play area. Um, and it's just, it's a super fun place. I would say it's for kids maybe uh, two, three, four to about, I don't know, probably up somewhere around there. Um, I mean, I'm an adult and I still love going there with my kids. And I'm, you know, X number of years old. So I'm certainly not in my lower uh, 10, 11, 12 years old. So I, I love going there. And it's, it's a lot of fun to go with your kids. So if you haven't been to the Crayola Experience, definitely go. Um, definitely take your little ones and let them run around and see things and experience things. And I, every kid loves to color. Every kid loves crayons and markers and pencils. And that certainly is a fun place to go. So that is today's off-the-road treasure. Uh, the off-the-road treasure for the day is the Crayola Experience at the Florida Mall. In Central Florida. So that was a fun experience for me to go to with my kids, and I'm sure you guys will have a great time as well. Now, the one final thing I want to talk to you guys about is the – I kind of set something up, uh, and I was driving around in the St. Augustine area here in northeast Florida, and I realized that there is an attraction there that I haven't been to in a very, very, very long time. And this is another one of those off-the-road treasures, um, a little less well-known, a kind of a rocky, um, uh, colorful past, and somewhere that right now is just an absolute pleasure to go to, and that is the Marineland of St. Augustine attraction. This is in St. Augustine, Florida. Um, I had permission from uh, their general manager. Her name is Felicia Cook. Felicia, thank you for allowing me to come on property 
and uh, interview and, and look around and really be able to update my, my podcast with all your information. And uh, it, uh, it just had a great time. So um, so you guys know what's going on. Marineland is kind of both a rescue and rehabilitation center and a research center and a center where you can have up-close, face-to-face experiences with dolphins. So they don't don't think of a SeaWorld where they're doing shows and their rides and attractions and restaurants and all that. that, that don't, don't think of that. Think of a much smaller – this place started originally as a – um, filming studio where three friends, uh, three co-workers, three business partners wanted to be able to film ocean scenes or underwater scenes up close. And at that time, you know, we didn't know how to make saltwater aquariums. We didn't know how to make an aquarium. We didn't know how to film things other than taking all your filming equipment, putting it on a submarine, going underwater and filming out through the porthole, which was expensive and time consuming and it took a lot. It took a lot of effort, and it was, you know, you could only get certain shots. You couldn't get up close to things unless the submarine could get close, and it was a big hassle. Now, today, obviously, we have a little more flexibility, right? We can go into uh, dive tanks. We can film on reefs and coasts. We can we can digitize things. We can put in computer animation, right? Look at Finding Nemo. Look at Finding Dory. Look at all the... Computer animation and digital animation that was made to make those movies look absolutely real down to the specks floating in the ocean water. Go back and look at it again. The specks floating in the ocean water. That was all digitized, guys. That was all put in by hand to make the movie more realistic. And that was things that we've learned all the way from these first interactions with these three business partners. And it's kind of had its way from there. Uh, it's changed hands a couple times. It was owned by the Georgia Aquarium at one point. Georgia Aquarium sold it. Now it's owned by its own uh, investment group. So when you walk in, there's kind of a reception area. You go through that reception area. They kind of take you around the back. There's a, a really beautiful uh, scrub garden there with some very hardy plants that are you know very used to the heat. And they have uh, kind of a, a tortoise right there. It's kind of their uh, the tortoises were brought in by one of the staff, and they live there now, and then you kind of go around. And then there's these big steel-sided, uh, almost huge, like, you know, 500 million gallon tank drums. And they have animals that, you know, are either being observed or have been rescued or in the process of being rehabilitated, and then they're going to be rescued. And they have sharks there, guys. They have sea turtles. They have a lot of fish. Um, there's observation areas, and everywhere you look, the water, the ocean is on one side or the other or both, depending on where you are. And you're on a little spit, a little strip of land, right sticking out into the Atlantic Ocean. And it kind of hugs the east coast of Florida, and it's such a beautiful place. And it's not very far. Um, if you want to go and stay in St. Augustine and see the old city, um, if you say, well, I want to I wanna book my interaction with uh, Marineland and do that. You can do all that online. They don't have a ticket like a SeaWorld or a Disney. You're not going to go there for the day and just walk around and look and take pictures. Pretty much the reason that they're there is for you to do these dolphin interaction programs, whether it's a trainer for a day, whether it's to do a swim with dolphins, whether it's to meet dolphins. Um, you're in the water with them, which is amazing. And I'll tell you guys, I lived in Orlando for a long time. And when I lived there, um, 
I worked at Discovery Cove for a while. I worked at SeaWorld for a while. I worked at Disney for a while. If you came to one of our parks, you were kind of there for the day, right? It was something that you planned. So you bought your tickets ahead of time. You made your reservations. You knew what you were doing. You brought your bathing suit. You brought your, you know, your change of clothes. And there was, and Marineland is one of those places, man, you can go there and you can have all the interactions that you want. And you can be up close with those dolphins. And you don't have to drive all the way to Orlando or to the Keys or to, uh, I know there's a place down in Marathon, Florida that does it. There's a place in Orlando that does it where you can get face-to-face. Um, there are places in the Bahamas we can get face-to-face in the water with dolphins. If you're in the northeast Florida, maybe southeast Georgia area, and you want to be able to go face-to-face with dolphins and see them and touch them and interact with them and have your family take pictures, that's where you need to go, guys. Is marine land of St. Augustine. And you need to make your reservations and take care. They are wide open. They have amazing staff, and they really, really give you those great experiences. So marineland.net, marineland.net is how you make your reservation. You can learn about the history of Marineland. You can see the things that I did, the discovery of how Marineland started, how it got to where it is, where it is now, and uh, absolutely a fantastic experience to be able to see that as well. So, guys, finally, uh, a little bit about us. We are uh, all healthy and happy. We are out of school for the summer, and my kids are enjoying every minute of it. And um, I have a job. I know that sounds strange. I'm sure lots of us have jobs, but I'm sure lots of us don't. Right? So the pandemic was one of those things that affected everybody. You couldn't help it. You couldn't just say, well, I choose not to be affected by the pandemic. Mm, you're not that independent. Right? Everybody has affected, whether it closed jobs or transportation or sporting events or arts or sciences or music or travel or tourism or whatever it was. Everyone was affected by the pandemic. And I know the world is slowly coming back open. Disneyland California is slowly coming back open. Um, the cruise lines are coming back open. A lot of the resorts at Disney are coming back open. Um, a lot of the interactions, live shows and live concerts are coming back. Um, I just saw the other night that uh, shows are actually back being broadcast, uh, live in front of a live studio audience in New York City. So we're kind of making our transition into hopefully not exactly who we were, because I hope we've learned some lessons from all this and, and I'll tell you, there are people that have learned lessons from this, right? They've kind of enjoyed time at home a little bit more. They've enjoyed time with their family a little bit more. They've enjoyed time doing those things that they never got a chance to do, and now they did. Suddenly, all they had was time, right? My family and I, we planted a garden out back. We raised uh, monarch caterpillars through the cocoon stage into butterflies and watched the butterflies fly away. Uh, we grow our own tomatoes now, right? So we learned to do a lot of things um, that we never did before. We watched videos online and learned about um, the Georgia Aquarium. We learned videos online and watched for different science-related things. And it was very, very fun. Now, granted, I didn't have a job at the time, and my wife, uh, her job was pretty much suspended for a while as well, but... You know, now we're both back, and I am glad to be back at work. It's nice to have an income again, and it's nice to be able to pay bills again. It's nice to be able to catch up. I mean, I'm in a huge hole, but I'm sure everyone else is too, 
and we'll all dig out just like we did. And I'm hoping that we're able to combine our incomes and be able to spend that time at home, be with our family, but also be successful at the same time. And how you do that, I don't know. Right? I'm not I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I'm not here to tell you that I know all the answers to all the questions. I'm just saying that I hope we can all live that way, right? I hope we can all be happy and healthy and successful, but also have that downtime. And I think that downtime is extremely important. And I think we need to be able to understand that downtime is as much the game as playing on the field, right? When you practice and uh, as an athlete, you know, you, you play the way you practice. So if you go after it and you're 100% about it on the, on the practice field or in the gym or the weight room or at the nutrition table or whatever it is, then you're going to get on the field, you're going to do that same thing. And I think all of us that want to go back into the working world are looking at what's going to be best for me, right? What's going to be best? And, and, and thinking about it all in the practice field and then going, yeah, but is this really what I want to do? Is this really where I want to go? And I've seen several articles lately, guys. I've seen several articles lately that have said folks are choosing to quit their jobs first and they're leaving whole industries behind and they're choosing not to go back into those industries. And that's pretty that's pretty amazing to say that I choose not to go back to this job before I even found something else because it's such a heavy employee's market. Whereas before the pandemic, for a while, it was a employer's market. You pretty much had to find a job and stay with it because there was not a lot out there. Right? Hindsight's 50-50 to say, well, you should have done this, should have done that. Mm. I don't know if you guys remember or not, but there wasn't a lot of jobs floating around out there. Right? There, it was very hard to get a job. You had to be much more educated, much more experienced than the next person, and usually willing to do it for much less. Right? No overtime, no bonuses, no. a lot of jobs didn't offer benefits. Whereas right now, jobs are competing with each other to have you come out and work for them. Now, I'm not sure where you're listening to me from. Hopefully, you know, all over the world. But here in Florida, we have Wawa. And W-A-W-A. If you look it up, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Wawa is kind of more than a gas station. It's kind of a, a, a food dining experience with a gas station, with a, with a grocery, like a, a, a convenience store. Um, it sells lots of great snacks and cookies and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's a really fun place. I, and my friend Sarah got me hooked on it. And, and we were in Orlando. And I think it's a fantastic place. Um, so uh, I saw a sign outside of Wawa when I was there last time, recently. And it said, if you got hired by June 18th, which we're coming up on very quickly, if you got hired at Wawa by June 18th, not only would they give you a $500 hiring bonus, right? But, and again, vaccines are not mandatory to work anywhere in the state of Florida, right? Unless it's in healthcare or that kind of thing where it's necessary to protect patients. But certainly not for a gas station or for a Wawa. If you were fully vaccinated, they give you an additional $300 incentive to come work there. So five plus three, that's $800 just to come in and work. And this was like gas station attendants, um, customer service attendants, and like night supervisor, if I remember correctly. So not only would they pay whatever they pay, and I don't even know what their hourly pay is, but not only would they pay what they pay, but you'd get an additional $800 in your pocket for just walking in the door going, yeah, I'll work for Wawa. And I've seen that at a lot of places now. 
I've seen it in a lot of places that are saying, we're not going to get the top rank, the top crop of the employees unless we start to incent them to come work for us. And if Wawa is willing to shell out $800 for you to come work for them, think about what some of the bigger companies are doing, right? So if you don't have a job yet, good luck, guys. There's lots of jobs out there. There's lots of jobs that you can choose from. I've seen everything from up and down the state, from computers and customer service, work-at-home jobs. I've seen jobs in retail. I've seen jobs in security. I've seen government jobs. I've seen all kinds of stuff. It is an employee's market. So if you are looking for a job, there are jobs out there. Feel free. Be picky. Because in the past, we didn't have a chance to really say, hmm, what do I want to do with my life? You know, you're 15, 16, 17, going through high school, trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. And now, because of COVID, because of the way the whole world was shaken and completely rearranged, the status quo changed, everything changed, now we have the ability to do that. Right? We have the ability to say, what is it that I want to do that's going to make me happy? What am I going to do day in, day out for the next year? Or three, or five, or ten, or fifteen, or thirty, or however long? What is it that's going to make me happy? that I can do right now to make me happy and make me successful and make money, put money in my pocket, pay my car, right? Pay my car note, pay my mortgage or my rent, keep the lights on, keep food in my belly or feed my children, right? And also have that downtime to where you can go to Disney or go on a cruise Or go spend the weekend at a state park. Or go camping up in the mountains. Or whatever it is that you want to do. Because I really honestly in my heart believe that the downtime is just as important as the time spent in work. I will tell anyone that. And if you guys know me, I speak from the heart. And I don't lie to you guys. I don't lie to anybody really. Um, But that is definitely something that I want you guys to think about. Take your time. Be picky. Be choosy. Do those things that when you look back on it, you're going to go, yeah, I made the right decision. I know that what I'm doing makes me happy and gives me enough time or money or benefits. You know, if you need health benefits, lots of employers are competing, guys. I saw uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I saw a sign in front of them. I saw a sign in front of uh, the Gate gas station. I saw talked about Wawa. Um, I've seen ads for Disney hiring for, for positions, and all the pay is going up. Right? The same old, same old isn't good enough anymore. The same old jobs with the same old pay with the same old tired benefits are not good enough anymore. I'm watching every day at work, my job, the HR upper management levels higher than me, making changes and trying to get employees to apply with us and individuals to apply with us to come fill the gaps that we have and talking about things like hourly incentives or pay increases or that kind of thing to make it more, more feasible, more beneficial for people to come work for us because guys, there's lots of jobs out there. And this is certainly something that I want you to think about. And and if you don't have a job, good luck guys. Good luck. Um, I am very thankful every day that I have mine. I'm very thankful that I'm able to get up in the morning and be with my kids and my family, kiss my wife, play with my kids, and go to my job in the afternoon and evening, 
and then come home and the power's on and you know we have food in the pantry and I have gas in my car and I just recently put my car you know in the shop for a couple of days and I took my car and had some some updates done to it recently as well and I was able to afford that and guess what buy lunch and I was able to do that and you know put gas in my car on the way to work and it's it's a kind of a it's a different feeling to know well I guess I either buy food or put gas in my car. I've been there, guys. I've been there. I know how it is. I guess I work every single day for the next three weeks working overtime, and that way I can pay my portion of the rent, my roommate and I, and I can probably have a meal or two here and there, but that's really it. Guys, life's too short. Right? If anything, the pandemic has taught us that life is too short, and we need to be able to take the time to be around the ones that we love and do those things that we need to do, including the downtime. So be picky, be choosy, take care of you. If you do nothing else today and you listen to this podcast, take care of you. Okay. That's huge. So guys, I think that's about it for me. I am going to go ahead and call this a day. I thank you for listening. I thank you for being out there. I, I enjoy being here talking to you guys. And I'm going to rack up a bunch of other experiences and uh, a bunch of things coming down the pipeline that I'll tell you guys all about. Maybe we'll have kind of a group chat thing. Um, my buddy Jordan is still hanging around. I'm going to get him back on the on the podcast at some point. My buddy, give Mike a mic. If you haven't listened to my friend Mike Vivaldi, you want to look in your podcast app, whether it's Google Podcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify, whatever it is, look up Give Mike a Mic. Give Mike, M-I-K-E, a mic, M-I-C. Give him lots of love. Uh, follow him, like him, whatever, send him cookies, whatever it is that he wants you to do. He is a fantastic individual, and you definitely want to follow him. And, guys, um, I talked to my friend Blaine, and Blaine wanted me to mention this on the air. Uh, my buddy Blaine has a business called Pineapple Ride and Tour, and they are the premier leaders and pedal bikes and tour bikes and tour buses, um, tour vehicles, not a bus, but an open air vehicle around the city of St. Augustine. And uh, definitely if you're going to be in the St. Augustine area, you want the best, you want the pros, whether it's nights of lights over the summer, weekends, days, evenings, whatever, definitely give him a call. Um, look him up online and it's Pineapple Ride and Tour. And tell my buddy Blaine that I sent you. My buddy Blaze, uh, you know, he, he wants me to mention it, so I'm mentioning it. Blaze, told you I was going to talk about you, buddy. There you go. Awesome, guys. So thank you so much. Again, if you want to get hold of me, let me know how you feel about the podcast. Let me know what's going on in your life. And hit me up with an email at Florida Fun Podcast on uh, Gmail, at Florida Fun 6 on Twitter, and at Florida Fun Podcast on Instagram. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you out there.